Okay, back in this Tuesday afternoon, I'm Jeff MacArthur. Let's get an update on all things COVID. Here he is, the man we affectionately refer to as the Rock Doc, because he loves the grunge, loves the heavy metal. Here's Dr. Suman Chakrabarty, who joins us once again. Hey, doctor, good afternoon. Good afternoon. That, that was an excellent uh, entry. Uh, Outshine is one of my favorite songs. Oh, it's great. Great riff and great band. Uh, listen, two years since the first COVID case was discovered here in Canada, two years to the day, Dr. Chakrabarty. Just first off, wanted to ask you for your thoughts, kind of reflecting back on the past 24 months. Yeah, we've come a long way, haven't we? And I, I think that, uh, you know, being in the thick of it, uh, you don't often see what's happening. But I think I'll, I'll tell you, listen, uh, uh, when that first case came around, it was kind of that weight of realization of what was actually happening. And I have to tell you that there was a, a couple of weeks there where many of us were very, very anxious. I thought I was going to die. I, I, I won't lie to you because I'm an infectious disease doctor. We're going to be seeing these patients. Uh, but, you know, uh, after you got to see more patients, you got used to the idea. Um, things changed. It's been a tough two years. But I, I, I'm even after all of this uh, optimistic that uh, things are going to be a lot better this year and, and uh, much more back to normal. That's really interesting, Dr. Chakrabarty. Was it just, uh, you know, the fear of the unknown that we just didn't really know in those early days what we were dealing with? Uh, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of what we were getting was um, uh, footage out of China. You saw those, uh, I don't even know what they were, people walking in the streets and falling and dying, the young doctors that were dying in Italy and in, the, in New York City, the hospitals and the refrigeration trucks. You know, that was, I think, a, a snapshot, uh, the tip of the iceberg of what was actually happening. I think it was much different than that. But certainly seeing those images and knowing that it was coming to your shores and, you know, specifically my hospital was quite uh, jarring. All right. And contrast that to maybe vaccines. And is that undoubtedly the brightest light through all of this is the development of these vaccines and what they've been able to do? Definitely. You know, when I remember when the vaccine announcement was made, it was a, uh, it was a moment of elation for all of us. I do think that obviously as, as time has gone on, uh, we've, we've seen what the vaccines are awesome at doing. We've seen some uh, limitations as well. But the point is, I think that was uh, the highlight. And it still to this day has been the one intervention that has made such a massive difference in really defanging the virus especially for high-risk people. There's other tools that we're amassing in our box as well. But I think overall, kind of looking at the picture, we're in a much uh, different position than we were back in uh, January of 2020. And uh, I don't want to go through it again, but I think that we have come a long way. Okay. In the meantime, I want to ask you about uh, breakthrough infections, because there's some questions regarding that and whether or not you achieve some sort of, quote, super immunity. I mean, if you've been doubly vaxxed, and you have had Omicron, uh, you've had uh, COVID, is there a need right away for a third booster shot? And do you have some sort of so-called what they're describing as a super immunity? Yeah, so I, I heard that term uh, today, and I'm not really a big fan of it, to be quite honest. First of all, it is true that we have seen some studies that people who have had uh, vaccines, uh, a combination of vaccination and infection, which happens uh, 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 by chance in many situations, you have hybrid immunity, which does look very robust and it can be long term. Uh, but in terms of super immunity, I don't think that it's uh, something that is uh, out of the ordinary. The other thing to remember is we've had a lot of laser focus on antibody levels. And uh, I think that what we do know is that if you get exposed to a virus after you've been vaccinated with it, hepatitis B is the same way, your antibodies will shoot through the roof. That's how the immune system works. 
So I think the point is, is that we do know that vaccination protects you against severe disease. We do know that if you have been exposed to the virus, you also get uh, a great immunity from that as well. So if you have gotten two doses and you've gotten Omicron, I would wait, uh, to be honest, for any further uh, dose of vaccine until we have more data, because we don't have, right now uh, have that pressing need to get everybody their first dose, which to me is the, is the higher yield. Okay, if you have tested positive for COVID, do you still run the same sort of risk of being reinfected, getting infected with COVID again, just as much uh, as somebody who's had two or three doses and not previously uh, been infected or COVID positive? Yes, yeah, so that, that's the thing about uh, respiratory viruses in general, and it looks especially like that for Omicron, is that uh, Omicron has the ability to uh, reinfect you. But in general, you know, the, the vast majority of cases, when you're reinfected, it's mild. You, you, you won't even know. And I think the thing that we have to remember is going forward, COVID is going, or SARS-CoV-2 is going to be one of our circulating respiratory viruses. We're not going to be paying attention to every single cold in the community. So at some point in 2023, you're probably going to get uh, COVID. You'll, you'll not know the difference. You'll just have a stuffy nose, uh, runny nose, fever for a day or two, and then you'll get better. But the thing is that it's going to be part of the milieu just like multiple other respiratory viruses has, have been for your entire life. Okay, just finally, Dr. Chakrabarty, I want to ask you, this has been a big question and a bit of a mystery for a while. Why is it that some people get sicker than others when they contract COVID? And we're now hearing that immune cells called autoantibodies could help explain why some people are so vulnerable to COVID? Yeah, and I think that this is uh, a mystery that is being unraveled by uh, the day. We uh, This has a very complex uh, immunological process. But, you know, some of it uh, uh, of what happens with COVID is that you have the virus itself, but you also have what we call the host response, your own immune response to the virus. And we often see uh, that uh, people uh, who get very sick have a very um, overzealous immune response, which is actually causing damage uh, more than it is helping. Uh, we are uncovering keys to why that happens. It tends to happen in people who are older, people with vascular disease, people who have uh, certain types of uh, immune compromise. And at the cellular level, yes, uh, you, you might see that uh, uh, people who are getting very sick have a, the immune system is almost attacking itself, uh, attacking the body. Uh, again, this is a very complex process, and I don't uh, think that we fully understand it yet. We understand the risk factors, but the point being is that vaccination is one thing that very much protects against these severe outcomes. So if you haven't gotten your first dose yet, I, I urge you to do so. You bet. And that is some really, really interesting research that we will obviously be watching very closely. Dr. Chakrabarty, appreciate it as always. Thanks so much for your time on this Tuesday. Thank you so much. Take care. You too. And we're back after a break. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink. 